listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. YouTube and Pinterest, how they can work together and not be confusing. So almost weekly, I get questions about how to upload videos to Pinterest, what's the right way. And I came across this delightful woman, Beth, and she knows all about YouTube. And she seems like the perfect person to answer all of our questions. So welcome to the show, Beth. Oh, thanks, Kate. Thanks for having me. It's great you to be here. So tell us a little bit about why you're a YouTube awesome, at, you know, you're awesome at YouTube, number one, <laughs> and then what you do with it. Yes. You have two gigs. Well, so. so YouTube, like all of these social platforms, just takes a lot of practice. And the more you do it and the more you get into like the interwebs of these platforms, the more you know about it. So I think you got to be in it to win it. And I'm in it in two different ways. So I have a day job at Kin Community, which is essentially a lifestyle uh, media company for creators that are targeting women across food, fashion, DIY, home, a little bit of parenting. So we represent about 160 content creators that have large followings on YouTube and some of the other social platforms too, they're also big on. And so that's my day job. So I really learn about the business side of YouTube and optimization and how to really uh, get the most out of your YouTube channel and your YouTube presence. And then I also really understand it as a creator because I'm one of those 160 channels. Uh, So that's my little side hustle that I I do on my weekends, which is a channel called Entertaining with Beth, which focuses on easy recipes for entertaining. Oh, I'll have to check that out because I like to entertain and I like easy recipes. There you Perfect go. match. Right. <laughs> okay. So let's dive in. So Pinterest is one of those funny platforms that video feels unnatural. Yeah. Um, kind of because it doesn't autoplay. It's not something we're used to. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it kind of feels a little bit intrusive in a way because a lot of people just like to kind of scroll through. But do you think video has a place on Pinterest? I think it does. But I think it's all in the way you post it and all in the way that you drive people to your YouTube videos, which isn't as user intuitive as you would like it to be. I mean, perfect example is when I first started posting YouTube videos, there is a little button in the share functionality on YouTube when you want to share a video that does have the pin button. So you can easily click that and you can pin it to one of your boards. And I started doing that and saw no love. There was no referring Mm -hmm. traffic coming from Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And just because I've always been like a good Pinterest user, I love it. I can get sucked into it, you know, pinning all kinds of things that I realized that video on Pinterest is almost like a speed bump you're kind of cruising around looking at all these cool images and it's very instant whether you like something or not and you just pin it. To actually stop down and watch a video takes a whole other level of commitment that Mm -hmm. I think the Pinterest user who's just surfing and cruising looking for images just isn't ready to commit to yet. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's a great way to describe it. Speed bump. Okay. It's a total speed bump. So I had really given up about Pinterest. I had said, oh, you know, Pinterest is not for video. I need to just spend time on places that are really favoring native video players like YouTube and Instagram. But then, lovely Kate, I came across your podcast and I had seen the light. I was like, okay, this is 
So amazing. Love it. I listened to every one of your podcasts. I loved hearing all your guests and it gave me new hope for Pinterest. And at the same time, I was also launching a blog and I thought, you know what? I think the way to promote YouTube videos is in a kind of weird boomerang fashion through a blog post. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is what I basically do is I create a blog post that has images that people can pin. I have my social warfare plugin um, plugin that I can do, you know, the secret image and with the keywords and all of that, which is really fabulous. I totally recommend that to people. I think that's just such a great tool. And then I put the video embed from YouTube in the page. And then I will pin that post to Pinterest with my Pinterest optimized image which is so much better for getting people's attention than a little horizontal thumbnail of a YouTube player. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Like even the way that people look at it is different. You just get so much more real estate when you're Mm -hmm. able to do a vertical. And what I found is people were clicking that pin. They were coming over to the blog post. So I was getting all this new traffic to my blog, which was great. And then they were looking at the images and sort of reading the copy. And I think the more that people go down in a blog post, the more you're converting them and getting them kind of deeper into your kind of view of the world. Mm -hmm. So that by the time they get to the video in bed, they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of like this recipe. I kind of want to learn more. And then I would create a little call to action that would say, for a step-by-step tutorial of this recipe, watch my video below. And then people would watch the video. And then I would add another call to action that says, for more videos, subscribe to my YouTube channel. So then Mm -hmm. people were clicking on that link, which led not to the YouTube channel. And this is like a really little sort of super ninja trick for people who have YouTube channels is you don't want to actually link to your channel. You want to link to your subscription center. Oh, okay. Yeah. So every YouTube channel has a, what's called a subscription center link. And there's a ton of like YouTube tutorials that will show you how to actually find your subscription center link. If people don't actually know where that is, but what that does is if anybody is signed into their Gmail account and they're on YouTube and they go to a, a link it will, there will be a little box that pops up that automatically says subscribe to the channel. Uh, okay. So with this method of not putting the video directly on Pinterest, what have you seen? What results yes. um, as on Pinterest too, on YouTube, what's happened? What has happened? So when I first started listening to your podcast, I was getting about 3,000 new subscribers a month on YouTube, which was generating about 400,000 views a month and about 1.5 million minutes watched. And these are all important metrics because it's basically how you earn money and gain new subscribers. After doing this optimization for about 30 days, and I do agree, it does take about 30 days for pins to start a, like gain traction. I was seeing 7,000 subscribers a month and my views were close to about 800,000 and the watch time was now 2.6 million. So everything went up. And everything went up to the degree that I realized by bringing people to my blog, I was getting them more invested in me. And then when people are more invested and they're off Pinterest, they're more apt to want to watch video. And then after they watch the video, they're more apt to subscribe because you've delivered something that is of value to them. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like leaving little breadcrumbs for people. You know, it's hard to catch a rabbit right there. You kind of need to let them come to you a little bit. 
Oh, that's such a cool story. <laughs> I love it. And I love that you have all these metrics and you know how much it's grown by. And oh, I love that. It's delight well, to my ears. Proof is in the data. I love that expression that data is your audience talking back to you. So if you don't know what all of these efforts is doing, it's really hard to know if the efforts are worth doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I know that you specialize in that is particularly important here, especially for other users on Pinterest, is that you guys do a lot of work with brands. And yeah. so you're also not just optimizing this for you, but you're showing brands that you can deliver amazing value on multiple social platforms. Yeah. And that's, I think, the really interesting promise right now for anybody thinking about creating video is today, more than ever, there are so many places to put that video that you can build a brand. Where I think five years ago, it was probably like, oh, YouTube, and oh, is people really watching that? And what I have just seen on YouTube in the last five years is the platform now is 10 years old, and I think a lot of the super users were 16, you know, and they were like watching either the gaming videos, the comedy videos, or for lifestyle, it was a lot of the beauty videos and kind of the fashion haulers. But now, cut to 10 years later, these young ladies are 26. And now they're having to learn how to cook for themselves and decorate apartments. And there's so much more emphasis on makers, thanks to Pinterest and Instagram, that people really want to find DIY tutorials and learn how to do stuff. So they're kind of staying on that platform that they've always loved, which is YouTube. But now lifestyle content, I think, is just growing. In fact, food is the number one growing vertical on YouTube right now. So for anybody listening who's a food creator, there's definitely still a lot of opportunity for food channels to grow on that platform. And then you can do so much more with that video. You know, you can post it to Facebook and you can post it to Instagram and you can do all of these things now so that the investment that you've put into one video has other places it can live. And do you foresee, you know, thinking about Facebook and we, we scroll through our feeds and we see all those tasty videos and just the hands and the, the wood block yeah. and they're super fast. <laughs> Can you see those ever translating over to Pinterest? And, and I guess Pinterest doesn't really have an autoplay. So that's, that's a little tough yeah. because Facebook does have that. But um, I guess, would there ever be a place where that wouldn't be such a speed yeah. bump? Yeah. Well, the thing that's sort of interesting is Pinterest and you may have seen this, like they, now that they're pushing their ad products and they have, you know, the promoted pins and I think they're trying to court more advertisers. Yeah, and those promoted pins move with your screen and stuff like that. Right, have you seen right? those? Which is like the killer feature. <laughs> they, they actually, they have been doing some of these custom videos for brands. There's one that I saw yesterday for Hunter Boots. That's pretty Ooh. cool. And it does, you just sort of mouse over it and it'll start to play. Okay. And, it, and it'll play right on Pinterest. Like you don't have to actually click through to go to like the pin page for it to play. But okay. that is an ad product. Mm -hmm. But And I can just imagine a day where that becomes available to everybody. Right. That you'll be able to use some kind of proprietary player the way that Facebook now has their native player that mm -hmm. you could upload natively and it'll be more optimized for Pinterest. Like I could totally see that happening. One of the things that I have seen happening on Pinterest is just the search you know, the sort of auto-suggest um, yep. search tools, search words that come up. Right now, if you search recipe videos on YouTube, that's now an auto-suggested keyword. Oh, so okay. people are searching that. 
So to take advantage of some of that search traffic, what I have done, and I do recommend people do this, so it's like not all for naught with YouTube videos on Pinterest, but I think the way to actually do it is to create a board on your Pinterest account that is called recipe videos on YouTube or DIY tutorials on YouTube, if that's what you're doing, Mm -hmm. and pin all of your videos to that. Oh, that is really smart. Right. And yeah. one of the things too that I'm always curious about, and I don't know if I've just, I've never played around with it because I don't do any videos at all, but is uh, somebody said something about, um, do you just pin this video from that share little button on YouTube or yeah. can you like embed the code on yeah. Pinterest? I, I don't know how that, I'm I'm so confused. I don't know how that works either. I I have only just used the share functionality, but now you have me intrigued and I might dig in there a little more to see if it would allow for that. But I think it would only allow for that if, like, where would you actually put that? Right. That's what I was thinking too. Somebody had said it to me and I was like, I can't really conceptualize that. That doesn't, I don't know if that makes sense. If you just put it in the source box yeah, and then automatically populate based on that source, it'll pull up the video. So I'm going to try that when we hang up. And if it works, you can put it in the show notes. Yes. That could be really cool. It could be and a way for people to watch it. But I love your suggestion about utilizing Pinterest search because that is huge. I mean, yeah. And and you can also put it in like the keyword description box. So you could be like pumpkin cheesecake, great recipe for Thanksgiving includes recipe tutorial, you know, or recipe video or so that people know, like as they're looking at the pin, they might like the pin. And if they see that little addition of a recipe video too, they might be even more apt to want to click through. And then you're also taking advantage of the search traffic for people who could be searching recipe videos. Another trick I've seen people do, and I, I don't know if it works or not, but they, they create that image, and this image has maybe um, a picture of the video and the play button over the top, but you obviously can't do anything with it because yeah. it's just an image. And then I think they link directly to the YouTube page. I, I like the strategy that you talk about because you're getting that um, – tribe, if you will, you're building up that more loyalty piece instead of just bypassing you and your website and going straight to YouTube. Right. And I think it's very jarring as a user on Pinterest where the natural uh, behavior is to click on something and go to a blog post to click on something and have a video start auto playing. Yes. So in your face that it's like, oh, wait, I'm not, I didn't realize I was going into that. Like, it's just a very odd user experience. Well, and I think you have to remember the Pinterest user. I mean, there's often the joke that like Pinterest users are introverts. But I think (laughs) in general, it's kind of, I'm not an introvert and I love it. But it's this, you don't get a lot of interaction and you can kind of function in your own world. Whereas like Facebook, you're constantly interacting with people even if you don't click on things. In Pinterest, you're just looking for what you want to look for and these interruptions in user experience can be very frustrating because that's not how the platform works. It's so People true. go on there, they're searching for whatever they want to search for. And it's kind of like, just let me look for my DIY palettes. <laughs> and don't interrupt me. And I don't know if you find this, but that you're this way, Kate, but I get myself into such a dream world on Pinterest yes. that it's even more jarring because you're in such a state of like dreaminess that that's even more jarring. Yeah, it's very true. And that's, that would be a really great tip for them with the ads. Like, 
how to make those ads really streamlined to where they fit into that dream world. Like uh-huh. I know for me that we're planning on adding to our house. And so I've been searching for additions and bathrooms and updating kitchens. And if you give me something like that's a tool that's going to make that way easier for me, you betcha I'll click on it or I'll watch the video or whatever. But right now those ads feel so um, kind of out of place. Like they do interrupt that user experience to where I'm not being drawn in. I'm being disturbed, which is weird. Right. And I think on, and most social platforms, like I find that also with Instagram, those ads started to become boring Mm -hmm. until I realized that they started to really match my interests, which I think is a good move on their part that I found myself clicking and finding all these new products and new services because it is so tailored to me. So it seems to be less of a hijack moment. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I told I a quick side note, I was over there. And this is maybe a good tip for Pinterest. But um, unfortunately, I have gray hair. And I have covered it up for ages. And I'm still going to continue to cover it up till I'm probably 90. If I live that long. But there was like this product for like covering up gray hair in between your colors. Totally hooked. I I signed up for their email. I never bought the product yet because I felt like I couldn't go there. Oh my gosh. Wait, what is the name of the product? I think it's the same one. Yeah, it probably is. But it was in my feed. And I was like, this is awesome. And it was a video. How funny is that? Really? It was a big And so if Pinterest, they're not listening, I'm pretty sure. But if they were, those are the things that would, I would click on that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the other thing that's just interesting, I think about video, and you definitely see this on YouTube, that over 80% of the views that are happening on YouTube are happening on mobile. So Mm. if you think of that same amount of Pinterest traffic coming from mobile, it makes sense to then add video to that. Like, I think people will be watching it, but how they watch it and how they're introduced to it, I think is the strategy. Absolutely. So let's slip back around. And um, so talk about your strategy, you know, one more time so people can develop their own workflow as to how this works if they have video. Yes. And I am going to touch on a few of the other platforms because it is a solar system with all these platforms. So it is good to sort of do the things that these platforms will allow in order to get the most views coming from all these platforms. So totally agree. I think the, the easiest way is just to describe it. So okay. basically what I do, I post my YouTube video, up it goes. And for YouTube videos, the most, the most important time frame is the first 48 hours. Because what that does is it will dictate the future success or like stagnation of the video. So you want to get as many people as possible watching that video in the first 48 hours. Like the clock is literally ticking. So once that posts, then I make sure that I have my blog post all ready to go at the same time. And then I pin it. So you actually, you have to launch the video first and then go back to your blog post and put the embed code in. Because you can't really put the embed code in until it's live. So That's the one little thing. And then once the blog post is live and the video is live and I've pinned it to all the boards that make sense, then I go to Facebook and I upload the same video to Facebook, the full length. I don't even cut it down because what I have found is that Facebook will really favor video that has captions uploaded to it. So when you upload video in the native player of Facebook, there's a little section that says captions and you can go to a website called rev.com, R-E-V 
youtube.com, which will transcribe your video for a dollar a minute in like 12 hours. It's the best thing ever. So you want to make sure you upload that, what they call an SRT file, which is the transcription of your video to Facebook as well as to YouTube, because that's searching, that is like serving as one big keyword. Mm. So that as people are searching like pumpkin cheesecake and anything that you say in that video is now searchable. But Facebook will reward that by giving you more reach because it's all about the reach game with Facebook. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. And I have found with Facebook, if you do everything that they ask you to do, you get more reach. So Mm -hmm. they want you to add captions, add the captions. If they want you to stand on your head. (laughs) Stand on your head during a hailstorm, do it. Yes. Yeah. So so by doing that, I and then I just put a little get recipe here with a bit.ly link so I can track it to my blog post. So what that does is that then sends a lot of traffic to the blog post where people end up either printing out the recipe, sharing it to Pinterest, sharing it back to Facebook, or they may even watch the video again uh, in the YouTube player now. And I basically do a similar thing to Instagram, but Instagram works a little bit different. I actually have seen Instagram images perform better than Instagram video. Uh, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for me, my Instagram following is pretty young. So they're also the same people that are on YouTube. So what I do is I post the, an image of the recipe and I put in parens, new video, so that people know there's a new video, and then I put a description of what it is, and then I create a link in my bio to that video. So it's driving right to the YouTube video. Okay. And what that ends up doing is creating a lot of activity and traffic to YouTube, but more importantly, it's creating start sessions on YouTube. So if somebody's coming from Instagram and they click over and they watch your video and you have started their watch time on YouTube, because once you get into YouTube, you start like spiraling down and you get into like a real wormhole watching more videos Mm -hmm. and YouTube will reward channels that create a lot of start sessions and get people to their platform and keep them there. So the more that you can be bringing people in from these other platforms, driving to YouTube, the better. But you have to remember, like, Facebook and YouTube are a bit like a video holy war right now. Yeah. (laughs) So you don't want to post a YouTube link on Facebook because you'll get no love. I don't even write the word YouTube anywhere on Facebook. It's like on their ban list. Don't post or don't show anything with YouTube in it. (laughs) Don't. And we're laughing, but I'm sure it's true in some level. Yeah. Uh, So that's why I just bring people to the blog. And then the same principle applies, like get people kind of sucked into the recipe, you know, get them sucked into the story of the recipe. And then there's the video right there if they want to watch it again or share it or pin it back to Pinterest. Okay. Yeah. That is... That's a good overall workflow if someone's going to do this. And it's, I love that you implementing Pinterest into this process has already like doubled, over doubled your, you know, views and your everything. It's awesome. Amazing. And the sad part is, Kate, because it is a side hustle, I have only got half my archive up there oh. on the blog and on Pinterest. And I am racing against the clock because I know that like Thanksgiving is coming. And oh, is coming. Yes. I'm trying to get all this content up there. And I think once I do, it'll be great. But it is definitely something I would recommend doing from the beginning. Like yeah. I'm having to go back now and redo all this, but that's okay. Hindsight, yeah. right? Always 2020. Always 2020. Yeah. So I have just loved every minute of this and hearing 
the right way to post videos on Pinterest. And now I have a solid answer and a workflow. It's super great. <laughs> um, how can people follow what you're doing on both your side hustle and your day job? For sure. So to learn more about Kin Community, they can go to kincommunity.com. And there's a little drop down that will say about us. And they can learn all about the video creators that are in our network, how to become one, and kind of what we do. And then we also produce our own content. So there's also a YouTube channel associated with it and social accounts and all of that. And then for my own brand, Entertaining with Beth, they can go to entertainingwithbeth.com or they can also go to youtube.com slash entertainingwithbeth. And I would definitely encourage everybody to go check out Beth's Pinterest page to see what she's doing, to look at um, her boards, to see if you can glean some tips as well from just watching what she's doing and follow her for sure, because then you'll hopefully see her content depending (laughs) on if Pinterest wants to show you. But um, and do those keyword searches as well to see what videos are trending on Pinterest, what people are posting, just a whole new way to utilize video on Pinterest. So Beth, thank you so much. Again, this has been awesome. And you are now um, our Pinterest YouTube expert. Oh, well, anytime, any questions anybody has, just hit me up on social media. It's definitely, it can be a very frustrating process to try to figure out all these platforms and how they play nice with each other. But there is a way, there is a recipe and a roadmap. And I'm happy to share that. If you have video, I would highly encourage you to replicate Beth's workflow to see if you can get the same results driving traffic to your website and driving traffic to your YouTube channel. For more information and show notes, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 29. As always, thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.